You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. With the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. It is out. The buck goes win. That ball's hit well to left center field. Back toward the track. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go Bucks! Alright, so let me start this off right. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I am your host, Anthony DiNardo, and with me is Tyler and Jim. Did I do it right for you guys? You did it right that time. Yeah. Last week I got yelled at for not saying yo, yo, yo. You threw me off not just starting off with yo, 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 though. All right. I, so, I, didn't, really, I didn't really like that. So now yeah. we know we have a good show ahead of us today. Not going to lie, you even threw me off by your little, let me do this right. I thought <laughs> we were still pre-show. <laughs> no, we are live. So what's up? Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, series win for the Bacos. And lots of stuff going on right now. Win. Yeah, we've got a, we kind of got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. I guess don't we? Busy last uh, thirty six hours or so. Yeah, I, just, I was going to say that too. I was trying to figure out that, like in the math, like it's been less than thirty six. I feel we've played three games in that span, mm-hmm. and we've probably had about thirty six transactions happen as well. So. There's a lot to talk about today in just a day's worth of, you know, no, no episodes of <laughs> North Shore Nine here. Um, I guess I mean, sometimes I look at myself in this camera and think I am so good looking. Well, I'm glad you do, because the 12 people in the stream right now, <laughs> you're, you're the only one. Ah, when you guys tell me to bring it, I bring it. Guys, let's give an F in the chat. For Tyler. I just wanted to point that out. Baseball was happening. What? <laughs> Too busy looks glaring into my own eyes. Hmm. About uh, we saw Miguel Yahore yesterday. Oh yeah, that yeah. happened. Yeah, so much stuff has happened. Was it, <laughs> I kind of forgot. Thirty-six hours, three games, and like yeah, ten transactions, some news, some injury news. Yeah, we got a got a lot of talks about. It. That was really the first time you know I saw Yahore in limited. You know limited uh usage during spring training but got the start yesterday his first uh that was actually his first major league start yesterday yes yes and uh i will say this and you know kind of crumbled there in the fifth inning for him but man that curveball (laughs) that curveball was nasty um just just like just an unreal break on that thing Tyler, I know you were watching them. You had some. I know you were talking about yeah. them a lot in the chat. Jim, you talk a lot about. Uh, we talked a lot about conviction with Mitch Keller before. I think you saw a lot of conviction with your hurry. It, it, he didn't. He missed some pitches. Location was off. He hung a few changeups up in the zone. Sometimes he didn't get to spin on the curveball. But he was. He was still throwing it. Come hit it. 
and, and I that guess was that's probably the most impressive part. Well, I was going to say, I think that's probably one of the, the things you could look at in this situation too. I mean, this is his first start, mm-hmm. you know, as, as Jim just mentioned, his first start and he didn't come out scared, you know, I mean, he's young, he's a prospect, the first start. And it's not like he's like been implanted in this rotation I and mean, he got called up because of the double header, you know, kind of on like, here's a notice you're, you're going to pitch today type of situation. And he came out and he looked and played the part. Now, when you look at the overall stats and numbers, right? I mean, lasted 4.1 innings, four earned runs um, on four hits and two walks, two of those being home runs, unfortunately, and four strikeouts. So, like, the overall numbers, you look at it and say, wow, 8.31 ERA, this guy sucks, right? But I don't think the numbers support anywhere near of, like, what we saw, like, the eye test on, of course, the very first start, but certainly, like, right, what we saw. I, I came out with this pretty pretty impressed. Yeah, and what jumps out is I think the delivery looks very effortless right now. Um, when he did miss, he wasn't missing by much. So you're, you wasn't like watching Tyler Glass now back in the day where it was like, oh, dear God, this guy can't come near the zone. Sure. When he was walking, guys, he was he was missing right off the plate. It, there was a lot to be encouraged by. Yeah, and I, I'm actually a little confused. Like, I think StatCast was – confused on kind of what he was throwing um because it i think he was throwing a two-seamer but Stackhouse was calling it a change-up because I, I was kind of looking at this and you know I was like what's what is this pitch that he's throwing i mean he threw the ball 87 88 like pretty consistently um but it looked like he has like two pitches three pitches that are kind of all in that same range um the, the stuff the stuff is weird because, I mean, we're used to seeing these power pitchers nowadays, especially young arms. Like, you're used to seeing guys pump it 95, 96. And then uh, Yohore was – it was like old-school baseball back there. You know, he was topping out at 90 miles an hour. And um, kind of th- – th- the curveball, he didn't throw it a ton. But when he did, he was getting swings and misses. That It was easily his best pitch. You know, 100% whiff, whiff rate on his curveball, um, which is pretty incredible. Um, <laughs> right. No one, no one, no least. one made contact against it. Nobody made contact with his curveball who swung at it. Um, but it was a lot of like cutters, change ups, two seamer. I'm not really sure what that quote unquote change up pitch is that that cast the same because his change up was faster than his cut fastball. So who knows really? I, I actually, I'm kind of curious to see what exactly he was throwing. Somebody probably needs to ask him. Um, but you know, the movement, like, I mean, I know it's a very small sample size, but I'm looking at the stat cast, the movement on every pitch he threw is through the roof. Like it's red, red. Yes. The ver- vertical movement on everything is red. Yeah. So that's good to see. The stuff was good. It was not like overpowering, but that, that ball moves. Like Tyler was saying, he, um, he's, he was spinning it up there. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? The other thing that impressed me about the curveball is he was able to throw it for a strike too. So he was able to use it early in account to be able to get ahead of hitters. It's it's not just uh, I'm going to this with two strikes. He was able to throw it early in counts, throw it in the zone, but also he hung it a few times. It happens, but um, just being able to put that in there at the bottom of the, the jump heads going to end up being pretty useful when you're only throwing low nineties. His curveball averaged 63 inches of vertical drop. 
Which is also very hard to throw that for a strike whenever. Yeah, it I does mean, that. that's that's pretty insane. So, yeah, fourteen. Can you look and see how many of them were in the zone? Uh, I mean, he I'm only going, yeah, I'm going based on eye test. Yeah, it's uh, let's see here. How many was? I don't know how many were in the zone. I know the swings and the misses were not necessarily mm-hmm. all in the zone because he was burying it to a couple of left-handed hitters. Um, and like, he didn't throw it a ton. When he did, though, it was effective. Um, I said, it, it says he only threw six of them. I don't buy that. I think I watched six in like one inning. See, that's the thing, too. I think <laughs> I think Stackhouse is a little confused on what he was throwing yesterday. It was, it says right. he threw like five different pitches um, cutter, yeah. changeup, slider, four seam, curveball. But like three of the pitches are all right around the same. Um, yeah, so I, I I don't know. We need to we need to get some uh we need to get somebody on the on the scene here to ask Miguel Yohore what exactly he throws. I mean, honestly ninja. looking at this uh, I can't count cuz I can't separate it just curveball, but mm-hmm. I'm counting 1 2 3 4 5 out of the 6 in the zone. You said he threw 6, right? So 5 yeah, to me it looks like 5 out yeah. of 6 was in the zone and was way 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 down. So I don't know what count was, be, was. If he threw six in the zone, it was and like O-O Jim count. said, hundred percent, hundred percent whiff. I don't know how many yeah. were swung at, but take it. Yeah, and I, what I wanted to add here too. I mean, obviously, you know, eventually results will matter. Obviously, right. right. So like, yeah. look at the results yeah. here. They weren't positive. Pirates didn't win the game. You know, it, it was a miss in that sense. But, you know, with the first start as being a prospect, there's definitely things that are very encouraging about this. You know, the stuff that I think that, like you mentioned, Tyler, like, yeah, he hung a couple of curveballs out there. They were, they were hit. Actually, there weren't, weren't curveballs, were they? I don't know what they were. He they hung were. some off-speed stuff up. I mean. But, um, yeah, I mean, those were mistakes. Now, the thing was, there's very limited mistakes, and it seemed as if the mistakes that were made were capitalized in a big way. But, like, this was something that, as your first start, I look at this, I'm like, all right, I'm encouraged. You know, like, I... I can't wait to see more of your hurry this year to see what he builds to, you know, become and such. Um, but you're right. Like the one thing that we've been knocking on, whether it's true or not, but I think there's a lot of evidence behind it with like Mitch Keller is just like, he just looks like he pitches timid, you know, like not with conviction, like you're saying. And it seems like, it's funny that the young guys like Oviedo, we've been talking about this with him. Now you're hurry. It's like, it's the young guys that come out there and look like they've been 10 year vets, you know, just poised and ready to go and attacking these guys. Yeah, no, he, I enjoy, I enjoyed watching him pitch. I mean, yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun outing. It's and it's not like watching, say, when Brandon Compton came up and he was doing well. We saw some stuff this time. <laughs> right, it wasn't just a guy. <laughs> it wasn't getting encouraged by this guy throwing sinkers and having a, a two ERA because nobody's finding holes right now. <laughs> it is. I am interested to see though, like just with the way that the game has shifted. Like, is there? I mean, I guess you can be successful if you don't throw the ball hard, but you you do have to have really good command. So that's going to be the one thing to watch with him. Is or really good off speed. And I mean, you're going to, but if you're going to throw that fastball 89 miles yeah. an hour, you need to be throwing it exactly where you want it. Right. Um, I think I think he's got more in the tank than an 89 mile an hour fastball, though. I guess time will well, tell. Yeah, anything is going to show it. I guess. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, because that was that was weird. I wasn't expecting it. To, I was expecting his fastball velocity to be a little bit better than that. But uh, what I, I thought of the curveball was last, was last nice. year it was at ninety two point three. Those limited time in action with the uh, the Yankees. So a lot of the bullpen as well, though. I, I mean, his bullpen too. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a reason they went out and got this dude. And it's not to put him in the bullpen. And his stuff, yeah, like you said, like it looked, it looked good. I mean, if the worst thing is worse, yeah. and he's a good bullpen arm, like he's a good bullpen arm. But I guess the other thing too is what we've seen, like a lot of, a lot of players coming back in these deals have been pitchers, and there's like a lot of upside and and things that you like in these pitchers, and like now he's added to the list. Well, we've seen Bednar. I mean, it's short sample. There's question marks, but. We talk about curveball, like his curveballs looked really, really nice too. Uh, your hurry's now next up, you know, like he made his debut, and you know, there's stuff that you're seeing. Are they all going to pan out? That'll be great. Probably not. But I look at this and I'm like, with a tie on trade, this is another piece that looks like, hey, he could be something a part of this, you know, team and system in the future. So encouraging first. One more thing to add on. One more thing to add on the fastball. Fangraphs has it as a projected 55 fastball. So. You would think he's going to get a little bit of a bump here. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, it was his first start, so maybe he was trying to just – maybe he was trying to figure it out. But, yeah, that I, I, in order to play with a 90-mile-an-hour fastball or an 89-mile-an-hour fastball, you're going to need good command. So that, that's, the, that's the one thing that I, I would keep an eye on. But um, I was going to say, yeah, where's Kyle Hendricks at? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Definitely interested in seeing more. All I'm hearing is Tyler can hit a home run off Yahure. So, not with that curveball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look like an idiot. Yeah. All right. But so, yeah, so that was definitely an encouraging start. But as yesterday, I mean, they, they had that doubleheader, unfortunately, um, or fortunately, I guess, however you want to look at it. Uh, they played two games, two seven inning games. The Pirates Love won the first them. one, lost the second one. And, and of course, they won the the uh the third one today to take the series uh, uh just to say something real quick all right now obviously you can't go by series but if you look at because they lost the first series by the cubs but technically they won the second one the pirates don't have a losing record against any team in baseball this year because they split san diego they split the cubs series right so you look at that reds. they reds. oh my bad i'm sorry yeah the reds that's what I meant to say, I guess, technically. The Reds are the only team they have a losing record against. So if you so want far. some positivity and some encouragement here on this show, there's a little nugget for you. <laughs> they only have a losing record against the Reds, which, yeah, that's also so far because the Reds, have, they've been a mystery right now, too. I mean, so far as in they'll have a winning record against them, so we'll be fine. Yes, but I'm talking on both ends, too, because I don't know if the Reds are like. The Reds <laughs> have looked god-awful right now, too, since this Pirates series, so... Maybe the next time they face them, that'll change too. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this team is. I mean the Tigers are bad, right? I mean that that team that we watched this series, the, the Detroit Tigers, that's, that's not a good team. Um, and and you know they took two out of three on the road against them. Good pitching performances for the most part out of everybody, uh, and you know we'll talk about Anderson a bit, I assume, and we'll talk about Keller here as well but good pitching which is to be expected off of a team that is as uh lacking offensively as the tigers are uh so that was good to see 
again, I don't know. I don't know how long they'll be able to keep this up. Um, but yeah, so far, so far, so good. Nine and ten, a lot, lot better than what any of us expected. Mister Fifty Four Win Projection, Jim. What a loser! You know, you know what they do well. They can keep my attention enough to not turn them off. That's what I'm saying. Like Except this when team, they play the Reds, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Those yeah. ones got turned off. Yeah, those ones I mean, were bad. Granted, they're close to 500, so like relatively speaking, I don't want to say they've played good ball. I mean, they've played some bad teams, and the, the Cubs. I'm not going to say the Cubs are a bad team, but they've certainly probably got them at. I'm going to assume their lowest point of the year. Like I just assume the Cubs aren't going to be as bad as they were the two times they played the Pirates, right? But they have like it's been a complete different game, right? different entertainment value than last year. Like last year, the pirates were just bad and they were just pathetic. And you, there really was no, like you didn't want to watch them. The only reason you did was because you craved baseball because it was gone for so long and you only got 60 or games. Or we had a show right after it and I had to. It, right. <laughs> it was yeah, a job. Yeah. Now it's entertainment <laughs> to a degree. Like I can seriously sit down and watch this team and there's stuff to be encouraged about. You know, I, I mean, even though they probably are going to lose close to a hundred, whether it's more or less, it's going to be over 90, I'm sure, okay? Um, what, even if with that happening, we're here talking about Colm Rand and how encouraging he is. Like, we're talking about Adam Frazier, Brian Reynolds. You're right. You know, there's a lot of pieces on this team that have been eye-opening to a degree that you find entertainment value. You enjoy watching them. You know, as I mentioned, like, last year, bases were loaded. There's no outs. It didn't matter who was up. You knew that it was ending, ending. Inning ending. It was it was over. As it always seems to be with pirates, right? But like this year, if the bases, you know, there's two guys on base and Calm Rand's up, you actually get excited. Like Calm Rand's gonna get an RBI here. Or hell, Eric Gonzalez right now is gonna get an Eric RBI. Eric Gonzalez. <laughs> Eric Gonzalez with how many now? Twelve. Twelve RBIs for Eric Gonzalez. Is Insane. it twelve or is it thirteen now? It's twelve. Is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got 12, and Moran has uh, 15. That's the Pirates' four or five hitters right there. <laughs> and Driving in runs. And, like, you're not saying – I mean, to a degree you're saying it facetiously, but, like, they have been producing. It, it has – it. they have. And, honestly, like, Jacob Stallings has been producing to a degree for what he he's needs to be. Oh, wait. But he's getting on base. Eric Gonzalez is on <laughs> – Eric Gonzalez is on pace for 102 runs batted in this year. Yeah, like, that's not going to happen. And, and like I know what you're saying you about the batting average, you don't think but that's Stallings is walking the hell right now. I'm gonna say the hell out of the baseball, but you can't really walk the hell out of the baseball. <laughs> yeah, his his OBP is about 140 points higher than his batting average, and probably so his slugging as well. <laughs> his, his OBP is 53 points higher than his slugging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't look at his ISO. We will. We won't. We won't look at his ISO. That's not good. Um, but no, I mean, it, it, yeah, Stallings has been getting Still on base. Still, one hundred two way to run. Hasn't been power. hitting. <laughs> uh, there we go. There we go. Hey, I'm um, doing all this off the eye test. I have not looked at fan graphs lately. I think so what's, you're getting what's, the true uh, eye test here. What's making this season more fun too is last year the lineup was just so pitiful. Yep. Like everybody in the lineup, top to bottom, was like batting in the 100s, you know? 
And so now you actually see, you know, Fraser's hitting the ball. Reynolds is hitting the ball. Philip Evans is like a front runner for NL rookie of the year right now. Like, I mean, it's insane. Not he, 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 he cooled down a little bit this, these, this last week, but you know, hit a home run yesterday. And then he um, hit so a home was, run yesterday. Yeah. And today he robbed a home run. He did. He, he, he didn't I mean, he out, didn't make it out, he did, but he robbed the he home run. Rob, <laughs> he did rob the home run. Um, and then Colin Moran, like is like, looks like a legit major league hitter up there. Um, and we, we, you know, we talked a lot about Moran on, on Tuesday morning, but I mean, he looks, he looks good. And, and it's not like, it's not like this is like a hot streak. Like he looks, con- he's putting together consistent, good at bats every single time out. He just looks good up there at the plate. And he's playing competent first base defense, which we haven't seen in decades. Say it again. I think he's playing a little bit more than competent, just the hair more. Yeah, but maybe it. that's just my, the fact that we haven't seen competent first base play in so long. Right. That could be it. Yeah, so it's just refreshing to see. Like they're they're just a more fun team to watch. Like if if if, the, if there's a there's a ground ball to first base, you know that the ball's not going to end up in left field. Um, they're they're actually putting together competitive at bats instead of just swinging at terrible pitches. Like last year, how many times did Josh Bell come up and just look awful or Gregory Polanco look awful or Reynolds just look, I mean, last year it was just awful at bat after awful at bat. It was a rough year. 90% of the time, everyone just looked awful. You know, it wasn't even close. uh, And they're just, they're putting together better at bats this year and it's translating into more success. And on a human element, I feel like this team's more likable than a couple past years. Maybe it's just a bunch of new faces that I don't hate yet. Yeah, they're not. You're not tired of them yet. That's very possible. <laughs> trust me. Yeah. But there was a point in time where it was like, God, these guys are kind of annoying. Like, I don't have to go watch Francisco Cervelli whine about every single non-strike or strike against him. I don't have Sean Rodriguez showing up in the lineup and punching Gatorade coolers. Keone Kella threatening to take someone's head off. See, I was a big fan of Keone Kella. Same. Yeah, but and Sean and Sean Rodriguez punching. But eventually, Gatorade it's coolers. like. God, like you guys are kind of annoying. I mean, that's like the we, most hateable person right now is Polanco, and how can you hate? I mean, we that keep guy? you around on the you show, so smile. clearly that doesn't bother us, right? Exactly. True. <laughs> you're you're the punching Gatorade equivalent. <laughs> yeah, of, uh, you are the Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't have a Sean Rodriguez on the show yet. We'll get one someday. Punching no Gatorade. No, course. you are the Gatorade cooler. Oh, please. Knock that Gatorade cooler out. Okay. Oh, also, the other great part is that they might get a trade chip out of a free agent signing for one point in their entire history. I can, let's talk about him next. Like Tyler Anderson, I said it after – I mean, I said the first start was nice. I mean, he did what he, he's been paid to do. The second start, even though he got babied to death, you know, and I got like a little bit of flack back saying like, hey, listen, you're not going to get – one or whatever, one or two runs off of 10 hits in five innings. Like, I get that, but he looked like there was encouraging stuff. Like, we talk about your hurry, you know? Obviously, the results weren't there, but there were things that encouraged me, and that's how I felt with Tyler Anderson. And it's like now, as this has progressed, I mean, he looks, as Tyler said, competent defense. I mean, he looks more than a competent pitcher out there right now. 
Yeah, I know it's still now just four starts, but in those four starts that we've seen, I mean, he's been better than advertised. Oh, yeah. Advertised was they'll be out of the rotation in a month. I mean, we're eating... When we were talking about spring training, who's going to be in the rotation, especially after the Trevor Cahill, you know, you were just assuming like they're only penciled in because they're going to provide innings, right? Like go back to the whole theory that you need innings. Like they're strictly there because they're getting paid to eat innings, not because they can be productive or good that you're finding that they can get, you know, even be a trade chip. They're just strictly there to just give us innings and be on your way. But as Tyler mentioned, Tyler Anderson showing us that he might be actually like a potential trade chip. He's showing some real value out there on the mound. Yeah, I think what's been most impressive about Anderson, at least to me, is his fastball. I mean, it's not it's it's not overpowering by any means, but I don't know if it's just deceptive or what. But he he gets some swings and misses off of that fastball. He can locate it. Um, you know, I'm looking looking at his page here, and, and the movement on it looks awesome. He's one of the, his, his fastball moves almost more than anybody else, anybody's in the league. Um, so he's he's pinpointing it, throwing it up in the zone. It looks like, and he's getting swings and misses on that 90 mile an hour four seam fastball. And which there he's you go, 30, he's a 35 percent whiff rate on his fastball. And that's, that's the other thing we're getting at. Like, it seems like yeah. start and start again. You keep hearing about how mm-hmm. many whiffs he had. This is Tyler Anderson we're talking about. But every time you're like, he had 11 whiffs today. He had 13 whiffs today. You know, like guys can't mm-hmm. see his stuff. Now, friend of the show, Michael McHenry, uh, had his little segment up there and he showed. And, you know, he, he has that little, you know, herky-jerky wind up and such, you know. But he shows like he, the timing of it is he he plays with it. You know, I mean, not to the degree of like. Cueto. Cueto. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't <laughs> want to say Edison Volquez. Well, that's way back in the Reds days. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 it's not like Cueto where Cueto's just a mess out there, but like it, the timing is right. not the same all the time. So, you know, he has that little jerk in there and then he's like the little, the, the timing, he screws it up. And yeah. So it, it there's like, reminds me of like, it almost reminds me of Kershaw a little bit. Like now, I'm not comparing Tyler Anderson. Oh no, you've just done it. You've just done it. Just but delivery. Like, but like you know how Welcome Kershaw, to Kershaw's got uh-huh. where Tyler Anderson is Clayton Kershaw. You fanboy. Kershaw's got that little hesitation right there in his leg kick, and I feel like that's you know that that's a big big part of his success is it kind of throws off hitters' timing a lot, and and Anderson kind of has like a mini Kershaw leg kick hesitancy to him. And, and yeah, whatever it is, Charlie Morton, the Roy Halladay. See that? Yeah, Tyler we Anderson. Got, we got Tyler yeah. Anderson is Clayton Kershaw. Nick Gonzalez is Mike Trout. I mean, you guys are just terrible. <laughs> just live it up too. to what Mark Madden's status is. You know, these fanboy bloggers. Last year, Eric Gonzalez was Fernando Tatis Jr. Eric Gonzalez. No, but, yeah. <laughs> imagine no, but, having as far as, imagine having Fernando Tatis Jr. and not Eric Gonzalez right now. Imagine not having Tyler Anderson on your team and having Kershaw instead. <laughs> there you go. World Series. Pop. But I think we're, I think we're getting to a point. Like if Anderson continues pitching at a competent rate, it's it, they're not going to get anything great by any stretch. But I think you can look at like a four forty five FV player, which is 
if they're in the lower levels, that's a very nice return, especially if they're in it. Like I'm not talking a 45 triple a player, like a Neil Huntington trade, but a lot of the guys that Ben Sherrington's gone after like a Hudson head, like a guy like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look and see like what Jordan Lyles got the pirates two years ago. Actually, right? I mean, Jordan, really... you know, yeah. Lyles got Cody Ponce got, back. Yeah. He was like 40 FV. Ponce was 40, but he was, I mean, he was the Brewers number 14 prospect. So you know, he was at least not just a guy, right? He, he was, he was actually a, a legit prospect. So and then, yeah, I, I also I, looked at uh, Tanner Roark who got a 45, but I forget who he got back, but uh, Jameson something. So it's, it's out there. They can get a f- like recently drafted, maybe 45 future value kind of guy. I agree. Yeah, I mean, if if Anderson can keep this up and prove that he is or close to it, you know, yeah, or, or just prove that you know he can be like a fourth or fifth starter on a competitive team down the playoff the playoff stretch. Yeah, he, he 100% could get could get a 45 value prospect, which the Pirates are so deep right now, a 45 future value prospect probably not even in the Pirates top 20. But you're looking at a top 20 prospect for most teams. Right. And like, okay, so cynical me to an extent. And, and this is why we talk about arms <laughs> such, you know, like this is why I feel like their value could be bumped even further. Don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, again, like think about we're in a time that's never happened to Major League Baseball. We're coming off a season that had just 60 games, no minor league system. I'm not saying you're seeing a rash of injuries right now. It's still young in the season. I'm not even going to compare, but – we we don't know who's going to like get hit hard as far as pitching goes. I mean, so far early on this season, it's ironically San Diego again, but right. you know, like think about that. Like, I mean, Tyler Anderson is showing and proving he could be a capable four or five starter. And if that continues, like what Tyler said is true, but think about if the need for pitching is so, you know, intense at that point in time, that value just goes up more because there's going to be more teams that need a Tyler Anderson. Like you're going to have to get through the rest of the season and, you know, I mean, geez, the Padres might be already out of first place. Like, they call it a day. They're fighting for wild card today. But, like, think about teams that are, you know, you still have two months left. You're fighting for the division title, you know? Tyler Hernandez can be very, yeah. very productive and capable. Like, think about, obviously, like, the Pirates, you know, back in the days where they never got the division because of the Cardinals. Um, like, that could be the difference. You're not playing a wild card. You're playing a, a series. So, if there's teams that are just getting hit hard, the Yankees might be one too, <laughs> you know, like that there's even more value there. I mean, you're going to have teams fighting for a Tyler Anderson. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, we yes. should, we should Hopefully. all, we should all really be rooting that we keep seeing. It's sad. I don't want to root for injuries. Tyler Anderson. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to root for I'm injuries. hoping a bunch of, I'm hoping a bunch of starting pitchers get the zipper. <laughs> like I don't want to, but I do fear that this year. That's uh, I want to yeah, get, I, I want, even... I don't want this misconstrued. I'm not, Hoping for injuries, but I do fear injuries will happen this year. And I could be completely wrong. Well, injuries are going to happen every year, but I think I think more than anything, just if, if Anderson establishes himself as someone who can be a fourth or fifth starter on a contending team, then you're going to have people who are looking for him regardless. There's not a lot of pe- there's not a lot of teams out there that you know, starting pitching wise, one through five, you know, is probably like super happy with what they've got. You know, unless you're the Dodgers, um, but other eight. teams, yeah, I mean, every other team. That's the other thing. The Dodgers are hoarding them, so there's more needs for pitchers. Yeah, 
I mean, so every other team out there, you know, wishes they had a reliable fourth or fifth starter. Most teams don't. Jay Happ got Adrian Sampson, and who was a relevant prospect at that point. And Jay Happ was awful True. when they traded for him. It reversed. Samson became they awful, did. and Hap was really good. Became, but <laughs> at but, that time, like you're saying, yeah, it's, that's true. <laughs> but to take it full circle here, don't give me an Adrian Samson. Give me a guy that's – give me a – what's his face uh, that they got with Will Crow? That guy. I'm blanking on his name right now. Why Eddie am I Yeen? blanking? Oh, yeah, Eddie Yeen. Enzi. Yeah, him, yeah. Yeen. Yeah, give me one of them. Um. I mean, speaking of pitchers with good returns at deadlines, I mean, look what like what Chris Archer got. <laughs> I won't bring it up anymore. <laughs> Don't include no shoreline. I hate you, Jim. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> All right, I'm back. <laughs> John John Heyman right here. Just your daily oh reminder God. of the trade. Thanks a lot. I was going to go down and get another drink. Boo but... this man. This one's for Ethan. This is this is where Ethan you ha- this is I'm allowed to boo Jim right now. I don't care what you say about booing Ethan. I know you're listening at some point. I'm booing Jim and he deserves it and you should boo him too. You know what? Also Ethan, I know you don't like when we judge people's mentals. I'm judging that man's. <laughs> So, anyways, now we got to move past Chris Archer. Um, yeah, so with Tyler Anderson, certainly have been impressed so far with what he's done. Um, who's next on the list? Do we want to get back to Adam Frazier again? I mean, he well, just, let's just keeps... stick with pitching. We could just stick with pitching and go to Keller. Okay, we can get to Frazier. Yeah, I mean, it happen. Mitch Mitch Keller. You know, we we talked about. Two starts ago, the guy just needed to have success, and he he had success, right? Then he follows that up with the complete dud of a game, um, his last time out. And then today he goes out there, and again, his his stuff wasn't great. Like, his command wasn't all there today, but what impressed me today was he was attacking, right? Five innings, five hits, home run given up. Um, but five strikeouts and zero walks. Like the guy was throwing strikes. He was throwing his stuff in the zone. He was saying, here's my stuff. Come hit it. You know, one person was able to hit it. Jacoby Jones, <laughs> you know, was able to tie it up with a home run. When will but it end? That's these but that's what, guy, How is that guy still in the league? Always with the Jacoby Jones so. and, and Robbie <laughs> Grossman. Back to back. Robbie Grossman, so Robbie Grossman is an anomaly. Like that guy just continues to stay relevant to a degree, like just stay on. That guy has walked his way into roster spots in his entire life. He just keeps getting jobs. Like, because all he does is walk. Does he he just always consistently not bad enough to not get cut, but not good enough to, you know what I mean? Like he's just bound, like he'll just be on a major league team for like the rest of his career. He'll have a good solid career where he looks back. He's like, like Neil Walker, he'll be retiring with like twelve seasons under his belt, and like a two point three WAR. <laughs> he kind of reminds like he was in that same 
prospect class too, like around the same time as like Brock Holt. Like Brock Holt's the same way. Like Brock Holt couldn't even no. make the 2009 Pittsburgh Pirates, yet he's had like a 10-year career for the Boston Red Sox and won two World Series. Right. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> I good I know point. you said we're going to end up talking about someone for 20 minutes early. <laughs> There it is. Do you know what Robbie Grossman's walk rate is this year? Uh, well, uh, it's 18 now. now 18 yeah. point. His career walk rate is over 12. Yeah, I, I just pulled it up. That's pretty good. He is John Jaso reincarnated. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good, it's a good comparison. And he doesn't strike out much now. He well, like he's, he's Matt Joyce without being able to hit. Yeah, like, yeah, but he just gets on base. It's all he does. Yeah. yeah, and right now his career war is not a good baseball one. player. Just to put it out there, and I don't know he's, how he's he gets on a, base. He had a career on base percentage of three fifty one. He is he's, like at some point with a guy like Robbie Grossman. Don't you think? Let me just throw him a fastball middle middle because he's not going to hit it. The only way he gets on is if he walks. <laughs> he had eight home runs last year. Whoa. In 30, yeah, in, but I mean, that was kind of a what, 51 games, I guess. Yeah. I mean, his ISO last year was a 241, his career it's a 127. So, yeah, yeah, I've been no, on a top spot for in fantasy baseball, crazy. picked him up. I did not realize he was that good at getting on base. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. actually really shocked. I was like, honestly, I, I had no idea why Robbie Grossman has had a oh, Justin, I followed Robbie career. Grossman very closely. Is that your boy, Tyler? Robbie Grossman, Colton Kane, and who was the other guy? Wander. Yeah, I'm trying to Wandy. think of the other. Wandy, Wandy. Wander. Yeah, I wish Wander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who was Robbie Grossman, Colton Kane, and someone else? Um, Tyler. No. No, no. Who, who was the? He's Triple A. Um. Who was he the minor league pitcher of the year in like 2011? Yeah, he stunk. All right, I, I'm sorry. I took us off track. Go ahead. Don't worry. I have it here. It's all oh, Rudy Owens. Rudy, Rudy Owens. Yes, that yep, was the other it. one. All right. There is a trivia question of the night. Continue. Who would have thought that of that oh, trade, so... Robbie Grossman would like be the, <laughs> the biggest piece out of that? <laughs> the g- I mean, he Back was a, in the day, the guy that everyone thought struck out. No, too I'm not much. saying, but I'm saying like yeah. you, like Wandy was pretty like like pretty good too, right? I mean, the Pirates traded for Wandy. You get Wandy over here. He had a pretty decent yeah. track record with Houston, you know, and like he that just was terrible, tanked and sucked. And like Robbie Grossman still going. Rudy Owens nowhere. Wandy's been gone for how many years? Robbie Grossman still trekking. Yeah, he's still going. Now I want to look up what Alec. Alex Dickerson's doing. Okay, guys, we got to move off of Robbie Anderson. Like, Robbie Grossman. <laughs> yeah, so we were, we said it's gonna we were be trying a... to talk about Mitch Keller. Yes. We are trying to talk about Mitch Keller, and now we're going down a Robbie Grossman rabbit hole. We've just lost but all no, back. Let's go, let's go back to Keller. So back to Keller today, right? Completely different. Um, he, he, just, he attacked hitters, which he didn't do his last time out. He, he, he was able to, like I said, the command wasn't necessarily there, which was – Similar to last outing, too. That last outing, his command wasn't there either. But this time, the, even though the stuff, he wasn't putting it exactly where he wanted, he was still attacking. He was still throwing strikes. 
And uh, it worked. He had, I mean, it was an effective start, five innings, two runs. I'll, I'll take that. It's not, you know, it's not the dominant start. We want to see Keller eventually be putting up right time after time, but it was, it was a good start. Um, a lot better than his last outing. And he was showing signs of what we want to see, which is just him being more aggressive and attacking him. And like you think about it, you know, he, like you mentioned, Jim, he had terrible starts. Then you felt Chicago, he might build something off of it. So the start after that, he looked completely lost again. He's back to his old ways. Seemed like he lost all momentum. So it's like, what are you really getting? So, so far, we've had really bad, good, bad. And I'll consider this good because it's been better. I mean, it, this is what we want to see more of. So it's a mixed bag of balls right now out of him. We, we've seen some good stuff. We've some bad stuff, but still very, very inconsistent. You know, th- this is why there's still potential Mitch Keller. He's got to figure out. We've got to have consistency with him. But yes, like to, like the today's start, I was at least encouraged because a lot of the bad stuff, the issues he had was gone. Was he a, was he on it today? Like, did he look really, really good? No. But his issues weren't really haunting him today. So that was good. Now, what's next start going to be? You know? Yeah. Talk to me after the next start, and then I might. Right. Because, again, too, it was, it was the Tigers. Right. So maybe he felt like, you know, he had a little swagger today. I mean, these are Tigers. I should beat up on them. But if he goes and. But that's the thing. Like, he, and- he needs to. Yeah, he needs to do that every time out. Like, he needs to go out there. Like, maybe that was his. Maybe today he went out there knowing, hey, I'm facing the Tigers. I'm better than these guys. I, I can get these guys out with just my stuff. He just needs to do that every time, regardless of who he's facing. Yeah, until I see him have a mentality that I'm going to throw everything I got with conviction. I'm going to go at these dudes and hit it. You go ahead. I'm still going to be. We'll see. And his next time up, yeah, he definitely might be, against to be more consistent. The Royals. So just as an FYI. Yeah. Well, you never know. One today. That's the one thing. If he has a few good innings, you feel like it's the ball starts to roll a little bit. Confidence starts to get gained. If it's one bad inning, it's the, if the first inning's the bad inning, it's a bad outing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's Mitch Keller. Um, all right. So can we talk about Adam Frazier? I mean, what more is there to say can about, about him Frazier anymore? Now? Can I talk about my boy Adam? We need more. We can talk about your boy Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier, hey, damn it, Jim. Question, real quick, Jim. Question. Did you know that Caleb's our ghost? What? What? Did you know that Kayla was our new host? <laughs> I didn't know Kayla May took over the show. <laughs> yes. I'll, I don't care. Adam Frazier. No, for real, though. Right, yeah. right after this, we'll go on yeah. the cold talker, guys. Adam <laughs> Frazier, I felt like I was close to being done with because even like in spring training, he looked at times just awful um, defensively. He started this year looking awful defensively, but that bat has like really picked up. I haven't seen too many major miscues from him defensively, but Adam Frazier, man. We talked about how pathetic everyone looked last year, and Adam Frazier was one of it. And, you know, rumor was with John Heyman that Adam Frazier was in all kinds of trade talks, and he was a hot commodity, and we saw he didn't move. 
And it's like, you know, did Charrington miss the boat again on this? He hung on to Adam Frazier, and Adam Frazier is showing that. He's probably better than anyone in the Yankees lineup right now. Not that that says too much, but Yankees, listen up. Adam Frazier looks good. He looks legit. What is it, a 13-game on-base streak? Um, I think, what, yesterday's one game he didn't, or else it would be a 13-game hit streak for him, too. Adam Frazier can hit, baby. He's back. And he's doing it in April, which is something he doesn't do. So it's only going to get better. Frazier. Huh? You know what I love about Adam Frazier? That he's about to be another team's player, which means we're about to get some prospects. Mm, That's a good part. In a world of everyone just hitting bombs, this guy don't give a shit. He's just going to be a slap hitter all day. But an I'm just gonna hit one, everywhere. Kevin Newman. But really, that's all he does. I'm just gonna well, barrel here, barrel here, and to the outfield. Thank you. Single, single, single. We're good. Yes, I love it. In the grand scheme of things, all you gotta do is bring your infield in. The guy has no power, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still like super skeptical about Stop. this start. Nope. Like nope. I, I, nope. I, I like no. it, but playing devil's advocate here, he's in the sixth percentile in average exit velocity. He's yeah, in the second, He's in the second percentile in hard pit percentage. Yeah, he has Adam barreled, He has zero barrels this year. Adam Frazier. Listen, he, if Tyler Anderson yeah. can beat Clayton Kershaw. If Nick Gonzalez can be Mike Gonzalez, Adam Frazier is Tony Gwynn. Can be, I don't want to hear any different. Gonna, Adam Frazier has a, a 7% one. K rate. 7% K rate's nice. The K rate and the whiff rate are nice. He's putting the ball in play. And right now, he's getting his BABIP is very nice. I was going to call him you, It's not totally egregious. It's not like he has a 450 BABIP. It's a 350. Which is a career to 304. I mean, so it's better yeah, but, than normal. Right. It'll be better than that. It's fine. And here's the thing with Fraser is if if he if this is what he's gonna do, right? This is this is fine if 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 this can continues. But if he's gonna just provide absolutely no power whatsoever, he's not then he Love better <laughs> then he better then he better be hitting 330. Like Love it. As I said, I'm fine with it right now. It's working. I don't know He's how. Row. I don't know how it will continue. Um, I guess That's we'll see because he's Ichiro. He's actually hitting the ball. <laughs> oh, so softer. he's a Hall of Famer. I like it. He's yeah. actually he's actually he hit the ball harder last year. Hit the ball harder last year. Yeah, and fi- he figured year. out that didn't work. And I'm gonna hit year. it with the. <laughs> I'm gonna hit it on the knob. I'm gonna hit it on the back. I'm done. Last year he had a 661 OPS. He was terrible last year, and yeah. he's now and hitting the ball less hard. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. All right. So I want to say something too. Maybe because you're the problem here, where you think you have to get a barrel to get a base hit. Yeah, no. that's you that's nerd. Not what I'm saying. Not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it does help. It does help when you hit the ball hard. Nope. You uh, sure don't. If Adam Frazier was hitting the ball hard right now, he'd be Fernando Tatis Jr. batting 121 with seven or eight errors on the year. Go ahead and scroll down that BABIP list and exit velocity and let me know what it looks like whenever you're hitting like 70 miles an hour. 
Price says like 280. What? I don't know either. I was waiting for your response, Jim. (laughs) If you look down the list of Exit Velocity, what what list is this? There is a list of Exit Velocity, and there's like a weird gap. There can't be an actual player who. But if you hit it a certain mile per hour. Oh, yeah. Like if you hit the ball perfectly, that it's going to just land over the shortstop's head every time. Yeah, you're going to get a hit. Exactly. And Adam Frazier figured that out. I don't think he's got precision hitting. You can just he has been using the speed hitter and it's been working to perfection. Mm. So I don't want to hear it. That's why his K rate and his walk rate is completely inverse this year. He's a lifetime 7.8 walk rate and a lifetime 13.4% K rate. However, this year it is at 11 walk rate and 7.3 K rate. So he makes contact all the time, right? Like, Like, it's funny though. I get what you're saying, Jim, because when I was tweeting out all the stats and I kind of harped on Newman because he was dead last in exit velocity. I'm sorry, he's dead last in launch angle. And I think he said, what, fourth or fifth to last in exit velocity. It's not good. It's why he's not hitting well. He's hitting everything into the dirt and not hard. So it like barely reaches the infielder, you know, like Adam Frazier is not doing well there either. But he's making contact Adam a lot. Doing, it, Adam Frazier's doing it, the exact same thing. It's as Kevin very. Newman. He's just putting it in the air. It's well. That's the difference. Yes. So I'm saying like that's the difference to me. Like what what Kevin Newman was doing in spring training was why I was buying more into not that he's going to bat 700, but why he might be able to hit for average because at least Kevin Newman wasn't hitting the ball hard, but he was driving it. It was finding gaps. Is going weakly and bloopily into the outfield, right where he was getting on base. That is what Adam Frazier is doing right now. So it's like, if I could believe in Kevin Newman's spring training, that part of it and why that can find success, that is what Adam Frazier is doing right now. So why can't I feel that Adam Frazier can't sustain this success if this continues? Because also Adam Frazier can hit. So that is a tool. It's not like he's coming out of nowhere. To throw it out, the, the stat I was talking about earlier is from 2016, whatever. On exit velocity of 65 to 69 miles per hour, 264. 70 to 74, 262. And then 75 to 79 is only 234. Adam Frazier has figured out how to do this because he's added launch angle. So he bloops it at 65 to 74 miles an hour. And it's going to be like a 311 batting average. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's my TED Talk. Speed hitter. He's Juan Pierre reincarnated. There it is. We we're talking about Kevin Newman last week in Juan Pierre, right? That's Adam Frazier is is everything we wanted Kevin Newman to be. Adam exactly. Frazier is Kevin Newman's ceiling right now. But that's just him. That's Adam. That's it. So he's not gonna have the power, but you're gonna have a guy who's gonna get 300. Get on base at 360 clip. He's going to just, he's at the top of your lineup. 400. And he's, 400 he's slugging. a gold glove candidate at second base, man. Come on. Get him in Yankee Stadium right love? now. Short porch, lefty. If he runs into one. Right. One. We already, we are, <laughs> we all, we already uh, established that he can't run into one. He's, he's going to forget one time and he's going to hit a home run. <laughs> yeah. but then he'll be reminded and never do that again 
No, so the approach that he's doing right now, it's working. He's 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 doing exactly what you guys are saying. He's he's going off as a field and he's really just blooping balls over the shortstop's head. Like that's that's yeah. literally what he's doing every time. You look at his spray chart, his hit chart, like all of his hits are either right down the left field line, like little bloops, yes, or landing right it. in front of the left fielder. And think about oh, what I, last I year it. was. How many times did he ground out to the second baseman last year? It was like literally every single time. He is playing 3D chess right now because they're not going to come up on him because he showed that power like two years ago, three years ago, whatever year it was, where he had over 10 homers. They can't move up on him because what if he goes opposite field over their head? What do you have to say about that, Jim? Jimbo. We'll see. We'll see. I, I hope he can continue this. I'm a little skeptical just because the bad ball data... Isn't great. Oh, data, dork. You know, I find it way more pleasurable when Tyler and I gang up on Jim, yeah. opposed to when Jim and I gang up on Tyler. So I'm going to use this to my. I'm going to keep this in my back pocket. You, yeah, keep keep doing it. Yeah, that's Jim fine. probably hated Tony Womack too. <laughs> oh God, Tony Womack. <laughs> Tony Can this Womack show get any good. worse? <laughs> Tony Womack was actually good. Oh, weird. Guess who has a higher way to run to create a plus? <laughs> who? Well, stolen bases don't uh, don't factor into weighted runs created plus. So every time Tony Womack got on base, it was basically a double. Oh, weird. Didn't do that often. And who know who does? Adam Frazier. Something I want to look into though, actually now that you brought that up because, and this is just just eye test like what I'm seeing so far. Um, but I mean, we talk about Adam Frazier's doing it. Like last year, when you think about Adam Frazier, I think like the marquee Adam Frazier moment was a ground out to second base, right? It, I really want to look at this now. Is this this team? It just seems like they're hitting away constantly. This team, like everyone, well, everyone yeah. that can hit, right? Everyone that has a potential yeah. of putting a ball in play. Um, which doesn't count our seven, eight, nine hitters. Like everyone seems like they're really using the entire. Field. Oh, hold on! Did you just say seven, eight, nine hitters? Who hits eight or seven? Huh? Who hits seven? Gregory Polanco. <laughs> which actually, he's even Wrong. put some. <laughs> I was gonna say Kevin Stallings, but okay. See, you said Kevin Stallings. Now, yes, not just me. Oh yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so all three of us have called him Kevin now. Yes. Oh, I've called him Kevin a lot. We've probably we've probably called him Kevin more than Jacob. We're we're swinging away on Jacob and calling him Kevin. Just like my guy Adam Fraser. But I feel like this entire team. When we talk about approach, we talk about everything. Like, I feel like this entire team is really, really like just spraying the ball around. Like call Moran. I mean, my God. And can we also talk about his bunt he put down yesterday? It was yesterday, right? Yeah, love it. Hey, if you're gonna if they're gonna give you that whole left side, try it. Like the fact that he, I'm, I'm all for it. Did it? That pumped me up. I don't know why. I was so excited for him and everything. Like, Calmran just looks like such a different player, and I feel like confidence is just now just coming all out of his pores. I mean, for Christ's sake, the man's smiling now. The guy is smiling on a consistent basis. That's, <laughs> that, how that's it, is. Tyler. There it is. 
this guy just feels like he belongs now too. I do like that. It's like they're taking an old school approach of, all right, screw the pool happy hitters. We're going to adjust and just go oppo. We're going back 1980s. We're just, we're going to put the ball in play and call it a day. And I'm loving it. And we I, put again, enough like, balls think, in play the bat. I mean, which, you put enough balls in play, the Babbitt's going to work in your favor at some point. And, and the, honestly, too, Maybe in the day so of shifting and things like that, like with shifts, okay. if you can just learn to beat shifts like maybe maybe that's where the game's headed now is hey instead of instead of just trying to hit over everybody we're just gonna hit it where you're not i I, it's it's working so far there's a few people who obviously it's working for there's some people who it's not but uh, breaking news on north shore nine (laughs) are the pirates bucking the trend here and going back to old school baseball going oppo taco rather than trying to be full happy yeah, I mean, I think they're are doing the Pirates it more. saving the game of baseball by putting balls in play. The Pirates are I think saving doing it more. baseball. That's the headline. Are the Pirates saving more, baseball? I think it's more to do with they they aren't capable of hitting the ball over the fence, so they're like, no, Let's I try think to do something I think else. they're purely focused on saving baseball. Okay. That's that's probably about right. Ben Charrington. That's has why they have Adam Frazier still baseball, not not the Pittsburgh franchise. He saved baseball. No. Baseball. Yep. DK Pittsburgh Sports. Yes. <laughs> That's the next headline. Pirates save baseball. Oh, oh. <laughs> below. It's not about the other Frazier and Sol's owner. No, it's not the other Frazier. <laughs> speaking of Frasers. Speaking oh, do you want to bring that up? I am so good at segues. Guys, okay. Early preference this year, I, I guess for everyone knows. Obviously, in some of the transactions that happened today, one of them was Todd Frazier got put on the Major League Baseball team in Pittsburgh. Todd Frazier is now part of the North Shore Nine. Okay, um, I DK is like I just I agree with DK. We've talked about this here. DK has as well. That's probably one of the things we have in common. Um, how many times did we say, like, I don't understand the outrage of Todd Frazier not being on this club? Like, there's is he, there, is, is it really matter? I mean, he's an aging person. He's going to just split time. He's on the opposite side of the platoon. Like, Todd Frazier being here or not didn't seem like to be that much of a bother. So, when Pittsburgh blew up about it, I, we all kind of were like the same thing. Like, who really cares? Well, Todd Frazier's now here. And. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably know what we're talking about, but Todd Frazier made a tweet. I don't have the tweet. I should have brought it up, but more or less that he called DK honey Dijon. (laughs) And so he was basically pounding his chest because like, Hey, look at me here on the major league club. When you said I couldn't. So, I mean, I'm here for the entertainment value, obviously. Uh, I mean, this, this is entertaining. I'm ready to watch it, but let's kind of like put this in perspective. Is Todd Frazier really pounding his chest because he went over four today? Like if anything, let's be honest, if anything, didn't he really kind of just more or less prove the point that we were making? I could see if he hit a grand, he hit a home run today, you know, 
I mean, the Pirates won. Didn't have to be the game-winning home run, but maybe he had a home run today. He's like, look, I belong here. You know, I'm the third baseman. Play me. Shut your mouth. The guy went 0 for 4. What are you doing? <laughs> what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> what is this? Playing devil's advocate. I'm all for my players having chips on their shoulder, whether they need to, you know, make something up or whatever it is. Um, you know, Todd Frazier felt like he was slighted and you know, he took note of that and now he's on the major league team and he decided to say something about it. I'm I'm completely fine with him um you know saying that, you know, I'm not, I don't know about the personal insults or anything, but I'm, I'm totally fine with him basically saying, you know, Hey, I'm here. I've made it. I don't care if you went over four or whatever, but I'm, I'm cool with him having a chip on his shoulder. I just saw the coolest highlight of all time. that I just retweeted. Okay. You guys need to grab your phones here in a second, but uh, Todd Frazier, that's the thing right now. Uh Yeah. I appreciate anyone that goes to DK, but also sucks when you agree with them. Because like DK said, Philip Evans has shown he was way worth keeping. Sure. And there's no yeah. reason not to. I am a little bit excited to see Todd Frazier since we have the Cabrian Hayes news. It stinks, but Brian, I'm it, not, it's all going to work out in the end, but it also. Here. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just like when people go at DK, let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who it is. Just let it happen. I just, um, why are we complaining? I, I get, no, but I mean, to, to both people's points, DK was obviously right. Philip Evans deserved the roster spot over Todd Frazier. And he has proven that over the first three weeks of the season. Um, but again, I, I'm, I'm completely fine with my players having chips on their shoulders and, and going out to, to prove people wrong. So I, I'm cool but what with both did you sides just of this. Do? Okay, so I get the whole, like, I want to chip on my shoulder too. How many times have I said, like, when Kutch was out there in center field and he said, this is my effing spot. I mean, when a lot of people in Pittsburgh got turned off by that, that hyped me up because, like, Kutch wants it good. But you couldn't make the Pirates roster in the year of 2021 you finally do after Wilmer Defoe made it before you. <laughs> after um, Castillo made it, bef- you know, before you. Like you finally get your shot, and you go over four, and and now's the time where you want to do that. Like maybe tomorrow he gets a hit. Okay, now tomorrow you get your fi- you finally get a hit, and now you say it. You can still have that chip on your shoulder without also kind of making you look like a fool. I mean, we did this after over four again. Like here, Todd Frazier. Went 0 for 4, and we saw this. This is Todd Frazier after going 0 for 4. Yeah, but still. Who do you think you are? I am. Damn it, right. 0 for 4. And that's what Todd Frazier did. That's how Todd Frazier comes off an 0 for 4 performance. What is he really dunking on here? He went 0 for 4. He proved what everything was said about him to be correct so far. 
And he used this opportunity to say, F you guys, look at me. I went over four today. <laughs> it doesn't well, sound great when you put it that well, way. He, he didn't say that. He, he's, he no. said that oh, he's well, on the major league team. He's on he the didn't team. He tweet like it. It's, I'm it's, sure he said it. <laughs> and I'm on the major league team because no one else wanted to give me money. Right. He basically but took I'm his participation still, trophy. <laughs> I participated in this game. F you guys. I'm fine with it. And also, it's just... It's, Jake Paul knocked him out in 13 seconds. I'm and totally he's saying, look at me, guys. Man. F you. I was in that ring. <laughs> I'm fine with some heat. I'm fine with the heat. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, I'm here for the heat. But I'm going to be honest. honest and this is coming from me. I'm excited I think he looks to watch Todd Frazier. In this situation. Yeah, but he does. But I'm, I'm excited to watch Todd Fraser. Yeah, I'm not. I have no excitement <laughs> to watch Todd Frazier. I do. Any bit, like, whatsoever. <laughs> I am. I don't know why I am. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm excited, but I'm okay with it. I mean, he, at this point in time. I'm okay with it. I was never, okay, if he made the club, I wasn't going to be in an uproar. If he didn't make the club, I wasn't going to be in an uproar. I think he was battling for one of the last spots. It went to Thrillup Evans, and Thrillup is proving that he belongs. So the correct move was made. If you wanted to say that he was, he should have been here before Defoe, there's an argument, right? So he's here now. I'm cool with it. Let's see what he has. But come on, bro. Don't, don't pound your chest after going over four. I mean, you want to tell you know people, what? you know, being where they like acting like they belong here. They've been there before. I mean, you're a vet. You went over four and you're pumping and pounding your chest. Chill. Maybe bro. I think. I think I'd, I'm just a little partial because that mic'd up thing of him, I enjoyed very much. Oh, for sure. So I think that's probably why I'm excited to, for him. I don't hate Todd Frazier by any means. I think he's a likable guy. I don't either. But I think he's a good dude. I enjoy I just, Todd you know, Frazier. Watching that. The person. I, man, I just wish we could get more mic'd up. We got Mike Trout. I just want to hear more dudes talk here. No, hold on. So first fun. off, no, no. First, no, hold on. Before you go there, Tyler, this Pirates team also, the Pirates team that you say you hated, I'd be cool with almost any one of those mic'd up. I, let's hear Cervelli mic'd up. Let's hear Sean Rodriguez mic'd up. You know no. who I don't want to hear mic'd up? Adam Frazier, Philip Evans. No. Are these I the worst Adam interviews that I've you've ever witnessed? No, I want to hear. I want to hear a true Adam Frazier of what am I? What am I looking for up here? I want something I can bloop over third base. You know what he's going to say? That one. That's what you're going to hear. That. What did you like about that pitch? It was good. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) The uh, the post game interviews have been just absolutely dreadful. This team has zero personality. Zero. I don't know. I guess maybe that's why they're playing bad. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe maybe everyone's right. Maybe we need less. At TikTok least they don't dances. have to hear that stupid tiger song after every game anymore. See, give me that. This team wouldn't Yo, do that. Yeah, you want Felipe back? Weird. I'm not saying I want Felipe back. But I'll oh, who song. led the? Who's the ringleader of that one? Well, Crick ended that, and now we have Crick. So <laughs> he's kind of a douchebag too. <laughs> exactly. So give us more tiger. What was that freaking song's name? I don't know. Anyhow. I have it on a playlist. 
Lo I did Kiero. two at one point. I don't know. I forget. I don't know. Either. Where's the Pittsburgh clothing company? They got on the shirt. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Anyways, where are we at now? Adam Frazier's the GOAT. Todd Frazier, not so much yet, at least. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Todd Frazier is fine. Again, we're, we're spending a lot of time talking about a guy. <laughs> this isn't a Todd Frazier like slight either, but Jesus, I mean, come on, Jim. Everyone's just fine. Everyone's fine. This team's gonna win fifty-four games. He's, but everyone's a, fine. he's a guy. He's a guy. He's he, again. He wasn't even good enough to make this team. He's literally just a guy. Wow. I'm excited. Uh, Tyler says he's excited to watch Todd Frazier. I just thought I've got kind of zoned out after that because I'm not excited at all. <laughs> well, you also aren't excited to watch Blue Pits by Adam Frazier. So. Oh, I, I said I'm super enjoying Adam Frazier right now. I just am a little hesitant on if he can sustain it. Your enthusiasm is lacking. That is completely fair. And that's why they no, should need to trade him like ASAP. Before... Nope. He's going to keep blooping all day. Well, let's let's just just insurance to be safe. We'll package him with Tyler Anderson. Majors by doing nothing. We'll package him with Tyler Anderson and we'll get Wander Franco. What if we just extend everybody? Let's extend Frazier along with Maria. Let's not. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> but if he's this great hitter, why wouldn't you? It's How could you possibly? The decline, the decline might come. He's 29. How could you possibly get a prospect in return that's going to end up being as good as Adam Frazier? I mean, you're not. Well, I mean... I mean, again, you're trading Jim, Tony Gwynn. If you had a Galaxy brand like myself, you would realize that the Pirates will not be competitive while Adam Frazier is clearly in his peak. And right now is his peak. Will it last another week? Possibly. Well, if he's Tony Gwynn, year. Tony Gwynn, his peak lasts another 10 years. Eh, yeah, but Tony Gwynn was also chewing tobacco, so... I was going to say, he doesn't Adam have... Adam Frazier you know. does, too. Adam Frazier definitely does, too. I don't know. Adam Frazier goes in there, and he's got he's got a big old dip in his in his mouth. He's not Jason Kendall. He's, no one's Jason Kendall, but he's had, close. Had a packer in there. Missed him. All right. We need to get him on. All right, guys. So how we feel here. Yeah. The Pirates... I guess nine and ten, baby. After these nineteen games, anything, anything swaying what our preseason outlook was on the year overall. We still stick in Tyler oh. and I. We still stick at sixty-one. Jim still fifty-four. Oh yeah. The only thing that I've been kicking myself over is Bedner and that, that stupid over under I gave Jim. I hate but. every one of my over unders. Like I think all of ours were just all of ours were just terrible. Eh. Were were there any over unders with Alford? Yeah, I gave you one for like 0.8 war. I think you've clearly won that. <laughs> I think you're I like I don't one. know if he's going to have positive <laughs> war, and I'm like he, he clearly didn't. <laughs> I think if you would have put 0.0, I would have taken the under. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Jim. After a whole season, hell, the guy didn't even make 15 games. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe that three weeks into the year. And both Fowler and Alford are both I gone. Know, right. And we just had this conversation Wednesday, I feel, or at least last North Shore Night Live. 
about how like you got to give them to April, right? And they didn't make it a week. They're both gone. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, Goodwin still ain't here. <laughs> right. I'm actually so, kind of surprised that Frazier was called up and Goodwin wasn't. Yeah, I, I look at the center field. Well, I guess it's because of Tom. We didn't really talk about Tom too much. We didn't talk about him. Tom will be making... I don't know much to talk about. I don't know if there's much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, either. like theoretically, like, Reynolds played center field right now. Um, I guess Tom would give them the other center field option. He's really like the only true center fielder, though, because I'm not going to go see, ahead and call I mean, Reynolds a center fielder. He's What's literally the same height as me, almost. What's interesting is that he actually has now replaced Dustin Fowler twice this year. Wow, you're right. Didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, he is not getting a Christmas card this year from Dustin Fowler. <laughs> Dustin Fowler, not a fan. I'm sure. <laughs> Dustin Fowler just burned all his Tom shoes. He's like, screw, screw that charities. Screw all the people helping buy by them. It's Nikes now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, another rule five pick for the Pirates. We'll see if uh, this one is a lot less interesting than than the Oviedo or Soriano. So we'll see what they do. Um, yeah. As you point out, Jim, this will be three rule five draft, draft picks on this team. First three time rule since San five Diego in 17. I mean, San Diego, you- and, and I saw it learned today, learned today too. The San Diego was able to keep all three of those guys. So, yep, all three of them suck pretty, too. Yeah, none of them turned into anything. But. So, so I guess so. Part of that is like, let's talk about that for a degree. I mean, we have three Rule Five draft picks on this team. For I guess to put it in perspective, for the people that are like, this team can be good. There's three Rule Five draft players on this club. It's they it's, also like they could quickly have four. Shea, whatever his name is, the reliever. It took in the triple A phase. He could be mm. up decently soon as well. <laughs> so there you go. Wow. So I yeah. Even, so like I, I can't team, even think of his last name. Like the way I just put this team, it's like the epitome of stars and scrubs except it's not stars and scrubs it's like average joes and scrubs you know like there's no there, you know like there there's like the moran the frasers like we're, we're talking talk about how good they are but they're still good just like just be a starter you know it's not like they're all Pirates stars good right you know it, it seems like there's a big drastic drop off too from like the, the the good players which are pirate good and then it just gets to like really really bad you know like i said now you're getting to the alfords and the Fowlers, and the they're getting DFA'd for <laughs> rule f- other Rule Five guys, and yeah. The so Tom's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, there. There are some. There, there's definitely some interesting people on this team that is that is like allowing us to enjoy the team. But then there are some people out there who you really don't want to see. You know, Alfred and Fowler were two of those guys. So now they're gone. So for now, you know it's, next. Yeah, it's for a now. step closer to seeing my guy Swaggerty. Yeah. yeah. Another over under, which that's I right. think you guys, yeah, I might have been foolish in saying I don't see Swaggerty up here now, but he, he might be here next month. 
Oh. I made the bold prediction that he had the second best war on of all their outfielders. So that well, one might not be true with Evans. I was going to say, I guess it depends where Evans like lines up, like what his main position will be if he had, you know what I mean? But you're right. I mean, right. Reynolds is clearly yeah. a better player this year, but shout out to Reynolds. He looks more like the 2019 version of him. Kevin Newman does not. Uh, and Polanco, I, I don't know where we're getting out of Polanco. So, if if Evans isn't technically an outfielder by trade, I think you have a real shot of Swagger to being the second best because who else has? I mean, Oliva's out for four weeks now too. <laughs> you know, it could be. Is yeah. really a shot for that? I, mean, I, think, could, I think all he of could be like Brian healthy. Hayes. Like Swagger could be here for like three right. weeks and be the second highest WAR of an outfielder. Right. I, I think all of the if healthy is the first guy to like get a shot. But yeah, who knows? Mm-hmm. That that could be an interesting like platoon situation too, where you know Oliver from the right side, Swaggerty from the left side. I do think Oliver needs to be up here at some point, though. Like I want to, he's old oh, enough yeah. and he's had enough experience. Like he needs to be up here, I think, um, just to just to see what you have in him. Like I agree. Like, I think with that. once he's healthy, yeah, once he's healthy, he should be here. I almost feel as if, like, if he was mm-hmm. healthy, he would be there right now. I almost yeah. feel like that was the path that he was on. But then, of course, he got injured. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would have thought he would have been either him or Goodwin, you know? Right. All right. Does that pretty much All wrap right. everything up? Tyler, you good? Yeah, Can we get one more, more last dunk on so, Jim about something? Anything? How about I was able to get um, As machine gun the top, says the, the top weird is weird. The top NFTs and Denardo wasn't. Denardo's upset. Denardo, you're just mad at me because I got the the NFTs and you didn't. No, I am mad at you, and we will have that discussion at another time. Yeah. So you're just you're just a little upset right now. Very. That's why I'm going to defeat you on Adam Frazier. <laughs> Hope you do. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, that sums this show up then. So I guess we will see you guys later. Till then. Bye bye. Sacro Scouts. Later, guys.